Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday from 5.30 to 6 a.m. We're still here at the Mill Valley Film Festival. <laughs> Mill Valley Film Festival. It seems like a long time, but it's only a couple of days. <laughs> right. It's only a couple of days, guys. Don't worry. They have couches out. We got blankets. Not Sundance. We're getting here. ready for next Sundance, and we're still putting Sundance yeah, stuff out. Yeah, still putting Sundance stuff out. This is a short burst. Right, 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 right. This is our one-dayer. It's not our five- or six-dayer. <laughs> So we did the panels, and uh, we came back to lunch, and that's where we snagged a couple interviews, uh, which were fantastic, I have to say. Um, they couldn't have been better. We have Melissa Silverstein. She is the founder of Women in Hollywood. And then we have Emily Best, who um, it sounded like from her interview, you'll hear it, but that she actually wound up at Mind the Gap, uh, which is where we're at today um, through Melissa. So it's a nice little uh, synchronicity. It was great. And Emily, uh, no big deal. She's the CEO and founder of Seed and Spark. So um, we hope you enjoy these interviews. They are both badass bitches. And we'll see you on the other side. Hey, bitch talkers. We are sitting in the beautiful art garden in downtown Mill Valley. I'm actually sweating my balls off, and I think Shar is too, but our beautiful guest, Melissa Silverstein here, has the shade, because we're giving our guests the shade today. You're sweating your boobs off, not your balls. Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> They're both a little sweaty. Melissa, I think you've been involved with Mind the Gap for at least the last few years, correct? I've seen you here. Uh, yes, this is my second time here. Oh, it's your second time. I was in London this time of year. Oh, so. got it. Okay. So you are with Women in Hollywood. Um, how did you get involved with Mind the Gap? So Zoe and I have, we're kind of film festival friends. So oh. we meet her at different film festivals and um, she was creating the program and I was happy to help in any way I can. Cool. And are you working on any other types of summits like this around the country or around the world? I'm working on lots of different things. So I do a lot of curation Okay. Um, as part of my work. I also program a film festival, the artistic director of the Athena Film Festival at Barnard College in New York City. Next festival, the 10th festival, is February 27th to March 1st. And what I've been doing of late is really trying to be a connector. And so the thing I want to do with women in Hollywood now is to really step it up in terms of how women can connect with each other. Um, I particularly believe that at this moment, we need to think about women, at, there is an, that there is an abundance of women out there, there's abundance of talent out there, and that we need to harness that talent and work together to build a new future. So I am uh, building a online global community for uh, female creatives, change, culture changers and storytellers to connect, create, network, advocate, support and redefine entertainment. I wanted to ask actually about your origin story with um, women in Hollywood and um, when you started it, 
did you see something like this in its future or wanted something like this in its future or had no idea that this could be something in its future? I mean, my I started it, you know, it was online and it was writing online. And so there was no kind of conversation. And what it year was, was one sided 2007. OK, yeah. so it was really kind of like just putting things out into the air and to see what stuck and what came, how things came back. And um, so, you know, never really understood how to, had a dream about something like this happening, but it's, it's very exciting. Are you feeling hopeful uh, about the future? Yeah, I'm always optimistic. I don't no, think I, I don't mean like just out there, but yeah, for women no, in Hollywood and Hollywood in general. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that there is a lot of opportunities out there and um, we need to prepare women to take those opportunities and to walk into them to um, use the talent that has been developing so that we can take projects to the next level. I mean, people have different definitions of what they want to do. And so what we need to do is create a way for people to fulfill their visions. And whether it's making a YouTube video for yourself to making a $100 million movie, there was, and everything in between, right? So it's just like, there are so many storytellers out there and creative folks and change, culture changers. And we just need to understand the power that we have. Yeah. And use it for good. And that's where going back to being a connector yes. ties into it. Yes. And also, I think every year that I'm here at Mind the Gap, I'm uh, what I'm loving about it is seeing more women connect, but also supporting themselves and supporting each other. Right. And um, I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces here, and I've myself been working with some of them after Mind the Gap. And right. I, which, I mean, which that's is the what, whole point, right? right? You start it somewhere, and it blossoms in other places. And for me, as a person who's like a germinator, I don't get to see the flowering, right? Right. So that's why I'm building this girl club because I just feel like I'm missing all these great things that are ah, happening. Okay. And I don't know. And I'm just like, wait, wait, that happened? That's great. But I want, but I think we can do it, take it to the next level. Right. Which is like be deliberate and intentional about the connecting. And what is girl, Girls Club? It's the Girls Club. And what is that? So it's, it's what I was talking about, the community for female creatives, culture changers, and storytellers to connect, create, network, advocate. And so the rest of it is we're going to build a new future, imagine a new industry, and tell stories where every woman's voice matters. And it's a new movement. Yeah. And I liked um, at the beginning of the day, you talked about the Girls Club and you said anyone female identifying, yeah. which I think is a really s um, important point to point yeah, out. Yeah, female identifying. Um, and people are going to have to become members because I want to make sure that it's a safe community for people. Mm -hmm. And people are going to have to pay. And it's not going to be prohibitively expensive. It'll be about $10 a month and you can get an annual um subscription because I want to make sure that everybody is committed into it in some small capacity. Right. I don't want to make this another place that is like, oh my God, I have to go into the girls club and check and see what's happening. I want it to be the place where people are like, I want to go into the girls club and I want to see what's happening. I want to see what everybody's talking about. I want to go to my groups. There are going to be a bunch of different groups in there. There'll be different affinity groups as well as groups of women's organizations. There'll be events happening there. And I have a lot of like ideas and, and visions and dreams for it, like peer-to-peer -peer writing groups, peer-to-peer oh. -peer directing groups. Nice. Um, all different kinds of stuff. So like you can 
somebody can post up a script and everybody can respond to it and then the next person can post a script. So all d it, I say I'm building the bones of this and everybody's going to have to put the guts in. Ah, they're filling it in. Yeah, I don't this is not um, an exercise for Melissa. This is an exercise for our community. Right. And building this community. I I mean I just want people to have a place where they can call their own. Yeah. That's really special. So Congratulations to you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope it's a lot of work. Yeah, we're going to do some crowdfunding. Um, oh, that's then, perfect. It, it, yeah, and, here. <laughs> uh, to, you know, get it off the ground yep. and then um, hopefully going to launch early next year. Okay. And that's it's great to it's, know. You know. It's going to be, uh, I hope it's going to be something special. It will be. You're here, so, and you're talking about it, so it will be. Thank you. Where, where can everyone find you on all the interwebs? So it's um, womenandhollywood.com, and we have um, two weekly newsletters that people can sign up for. There's uh, Picks of the Week, and then there's a curation of all um, movies buying about women that are opening that week, streaming that week. And then also on Twitter, it's women. A Hollywood. Okay. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, but don't go on Facebook. Um, Agreed. <laughs> so Are you going to phase that out? I'm, I'm, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Once we're on in the girls club, like, I, I, I want people to have their own data. Yeah. I want people to own their own data. I want people to be safe. Yep. I don't feel safe on there. Right. That's part of the conversation, too, yeah. really. Yeah. But also, it's just like, you, uh, there's been a lot of shit going on in in the film business and other businesses, so it's like, what, what, why do we can create a place where we can all be safe? Yeah. Um, and then my Twitter is Mel Sill. Okay. And um, I look forward to, you know, how we'll be rolling out the Girls Club. It's, it's going to, you know, take some time. And the great thing is we're going to be flexible, so things that work don't work, right. all that kind of stuff. But I think the time has come for us to own our futures. And on that note, thank you, Melissa, for being on Bitch Talk. My pleasure. Thanks. We are still at the Mill Valley Art Garden. Uh, we're finally getting a little shade here, and we are at the Mind the Gap Summit during the Mill Valley Film Festival, and I um, tackled Emily... <laughs> <laughs> Emily Best, uh, the founder and CEO of Seed and Spark, because I'm sorry, uh, I feel like you're the top three people on today's panel. Oh my gosh, I didn't know we were competing, but thank no, you. We weren't, <laughs> and I hosted one of the panels, and um, you were incredible. Thank you so much. Just so much chutzpah and so much. It's because I said the F word. Yeah, it's because well, I said the F word. I was word. so <laughs> thankful you did. I was like, yes, bitch, yes. Um, so uh, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to talk about your origin story with Seed and Spark because I thought that was it was fascinating. Yeah. How um, you how you just kind of rolled into this? I, yeah, I wouldn't. I would say uh, there was maybe more intention than I made it sound like on the panel, um, uh, because you do develop your own mythology over time, right? Um, of like I've told the story so many times. How do I make it interesting for me? Um, yeah, the the truth is, I really didn't ever think about being in the film business. That was not. Um, oddly, both my parents were writers, but they didn't really encourage a career in the arts. They mm -hmm. were like, you will go to college and you will have health insurance and right. things like that. And I... Everything all of our parents have ever yes, told us. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And I, I rebelled terribly against all of that. I didn't have health insurance until I was like 34. <laughs> but uh, 
It's um, good you have it. I have it now, yes. Thank you. It yes. costs half of my income. Yep, sure um, does. <laughs> it's a whole other conversation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, really, it was just about, I was producing theater in New York, not because, like, I had money, but because I had energy, and I had, in my early 20s, I had run restaurants, and so I was mm. used to, like, having mm -hmm. employees and getting a bunch of people who have very differing priorities to, like, do stuff together for a night and night after night and when I moved to New York and I started getting into theater I was like oh this is the same it's just that theaters run very badly mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like maybe I can apply my skills to this and when I started producing I was like oh there's a thing there for weirdos like me who like <laughs> like organizations and spreadsheets and like efficiency but also like being creative right um and so once I found producing I, I felt at home um but I didn't I still even at that point really didn't apply it to film and it was doing this play this site-specific run of Hedda Gabler which is a you know an 18th century it's a Victorian era sort of feminist play mm -hmm. um it's Hamlet for women and the actress who is playing uh Hedda um was tackling this incredible role at night and then during the day being asked to audition for utterly insulting roles all day long so pretty girl pretty girlfriend pretty best friend um one time chronic masturbator which was the most interesting thing oh, she was asked to uh audition for that whole summer um what was that for <laughs> uh, which movie was that for i think it was a movie called that's what she said oh um in any case uh basically i think what uh what I discovered was that movies were not matching the experience of the world I was having, which had these intense, beautiful, fortifying female friendships. Mm -hmm. And on screen, I felt like what I was being told is all of the solutions to my problems uh, are heterosexual marriage. Right. That's it. Right. And like, I am a heterosexual person. I am now a married heterosexual person. But like, I didn't feel like that was going to be the solution to what I was looking for in my life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like the I myth do. of romantic love yes. was not the problem I was trying to solve. Oh, um, that's also another uh, episode. Yes. yes. Can, I'll come right. back. I'm, I'm Please, here for it. I would love it. <laughs> we drink whiskey normally if that's if you're into that. But I am cool. I'm indeed into that. Cool. Um, yeah. When when is the next? I'll, I'll do a whiskey episode anytime. Oh, um, we'll fly. Do you live in LA? I do. We'll fly there and do it. Great. It's going <laughs> to be so great. fun. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then basically in order to make a movie uh, that starred women in the way that we wanted to center them, uh, the industry was not interested right and we right. were first-time filmmakers and uh, that story doesn't matter it's not interesting yeah they were yeah. literally like yeah it's just not really a big audience for movies yeah. like that yep and I was like uh, all right I would just like to see a story about female friendships where women don't die at the end oh right is, yeah. um I don't get me wrong I love Thelma and Louise Which I love yeah and uh we need to have stories about female friendship that are not centered around trauma Right. Right. That are just actually the way we live our lives. Um, and so that was really like the water was the movie we ended up making. And it was the trials and tribulations of like the water that led us to kind of invent or co-opt our own crowdfunding method. We built a wedding registry on a WordPress Which website. I love that story. We listed all the individual items we needed so people could contribute money towards those items. But what ended up happening is they were loaning stuff to us and they loaned us hundreds of thousands of dollars in goods and services and also support and coming on set to be extras and, you know, showing up with food in the middle of the night. And I mean, all these really incredible things that made the movie... Uh, what it was, but more importantly, it made 
distributors interested in us because all of a sudden we had all these email addresses. We had a direct connection to right. our audience and we got them, people who were leaning away from us so hard started leaning in. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just wanted to give that power to any filmmaker who wanted it. And I, I say who wanted it because there are still a lot of creatives who are very invested in this mythology of I'm just going to be so special at my craft. I'm going to be born with such talent and I'm going to manifest it in something so special that I will be picked and all I will have to do is be creative and somebody else will take care of the icky dicky business stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, that usually ends up in a lot of disappointment, heartbreak and therapy. Um, <laughs> If you're lucky. Yeah, if you, uh, if you can afford it. It might also just be like alcoholism and an untimely death. Right. Uh, that also happens. Yeah, we just uh, talked about whiskey, so now I feel yeah. weird about it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> everything it's true, in moderation. though. It's true. Um, but yeah, I think, I think fundamentally, like, if we divest ourselves from the mythology about being picked, and it's just about, like, how do I manifest the career the way that I want it, mm -hmm. then we start looking at the tools for getting work made very differently. Right? right. So it wasn't like we weren't getting we weren't getting financing and I was giving up. It was like we weren't getting financing and I was literally not going to be denied. Right. Not because I was like, I want to be in the movie business. I was like, I need to change what is on the screen. Yeah. Because I'm going crazy here. Right. Um, so I, I like, you know, I come to this work from the perspective of um, building equity, representing the underrepresented um, giving a voice for the unheard, um, and uh, and that's what's interesting to me. That's also like what I seek as an audience mm -hmm. member. Um, I, some people are like, you know, how do you get a TV deal? And I'm like, I don't know, because right. like I don't want to do business that way. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's a sort of an interesting kind of outsider's approach, and I think the reason that like it's easy to feel sort of popular when you're like listening to a set of industry panels is mm -hmm. like I'm speaking to the people who have no access right who don't have connections um, about what they can actually do mm -hmm. as opposed to creating further distance by talking about access to actors or three-letter agencies or financiers that like belong to that access belongs to very very few people right you know but I have my own experience of building my way into some of that access mm -hmm. by investing in kind of grassroots organizing right um because there comes a point in every project where like you need some of that insider access but also it's I have to say my own experience is it's been a hell of a lot easier to work inside having earned my place, um, having built a direct relationship with an audience mm -hmm. because I come to table as an equal. Right. I'm not coming begging for shit. Right. Right. And the most important thing that like crowdfunding actually gives to creators is an equal seat at the table. Right. I know more about my audience than you do, mm -hmm. distributor. Like I know <laughs> how to talk to these people. I actually know what the right tools are to market to this audience. So you can't undersell me. You can't undercut me right. because if you cut me out, it won't succeed. Right. Well, that's it for uh, this episode of Bitch Talk. I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. You're so good. It's like you've uh, been doing this for a while. I might have been. <laughs> um, how did you end up here at Mind the Gap? Um, buh, that's a great question. Um, Who found you? I <laughs> don't you know. Find I assume it was Melissa Silverstein. Because, yeah. Uh, She's fantastic. We, we have been friends for years and 
um, she's really like one of the first true believers in what we were doing and we've been supporting each other's work for a long time and women um, supporting women yeah Fancy and that. Uh, yeah. yeah so I assume she's the reason I'm here but also um, the program director here is really incredible are you talking about Zoe um, yeah Zoe yeah, is fantastic the I best yep. um, and so I assume she had something to do with it but mostly I'm like I don't know I'm honored to be here yeah um, in terms of students work I don't know actually if you can talk about this about getting into businesses I can talk to you about this at a high level basically okay. great the business is is consolidating really quickly um, so it's not just mega corporations gobbling up all of the companies and so now we just have like six or seven companies at the top of entertainment and right. they own the pipes that deliver content they own the content producers they own the cre creator like they own the whole process it's really monopolistic yep. mm -hmm. um, and it's really anti-competitive and that's never been a good environment for creators right. um, but the business models have also consolidated so now the the industry is really saying to us you can do subscription streaming or you can do ad supported you want right. to do subscription streaming or ad supported mm -hmm. and it's like those are actually both pretty conservative business models yep. when you consider that to compete in the streaming wars, all of these platforms want you to be watching as much on their platform as humanly possible right. and not going anywhere else so you're not finding value anywhere else. Well, what does that mean? That means they're using these personalization algorithms to keep you watching what it thinks you already want to watch. Right. Yeah. And that creates content bubbles. Right. Like the same echo chambers we have on social media, we now have in content. Right. If you're a person making work that is trying to change the world, build a bridge to get somebody who hasn't really been seen before seen, this is not the model to do it. Yeah, no, it's like good luck. Yeah. yeah. So, so we wanted to no build something to get yeah. out of the echo chamber. Yeah. And um, the most diverse place most people are in their lives is the workplace. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, if you want to reach people outside of your echo chamber, reaching them in the workplace can be a really powerful place. So, we built a uh, a workplace inclusion program that is a combination of films and curriculum. Um, That's incredible. was based on many, many months of research <laughs> yeah. and some really incredible expertise. Um, and uh, we launch it next week. That's fantastic. Which is real crazy. It is, yeah. It's not like you're busy or anything. Um, Emily, thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. Where can everyone find you and or Seed and Spark? Um, I'm at Emily Best on Twitter, and we are at Seed and Spark, S-E-E-D-A-N-D-S-P-A-R-K, on all the platforms. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to have you back because we have a lot to talk about. Um, thanks all the so whiskey. Much. All the whiskey <laughs> and just all the bitch talking you can do. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. That was Melissa Silverstein from Women in Hollywood and Emily Best, the CEO and founder of Seed and Spark. And uh, those were fun interviews. They were great. And they were... Uh, Melissa wasn't actually on the panel. She moderated one of the panels. Right. And then, and I guess she has kind of a little bit of a coordinator. You know, I feel like, uh, like she's kind of running shit also. Yeah, because she at, helped. At uh, Mind the Gap. She kind of helped coordinate some of, like, they, uh, at lunch today, they did tables. Right. Of, like, if there was somebody that you were interested to talking yep. with in the panel or in the audience that, you know, like, had some insight you were able to sit with them at lunch, right. which was awesome. Right. If, if this is, you know, if this is your bag. I feel like I'm going to get a farmer's tan. Yeah. It'll look like we actually were out and doing some things <laughs> instead of sitting on our butts. Just talking. Although we were at the Sweetwater uh, in the cool air conditioning. Yes. And on, you know, comfy cushioned chairs and sofas. You were. I had a nice little You spot. had a great area. Now I know better. Yeah, I didn't have to. I didn't have to push elbows with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
but then we came out for lunch, and of course it's roasting outside. Yes. So we're we're actually recording out in the what is this? The out, it's called the Outdoor Garden. It's in downtown Mill Valley. Uh, a lot of people get married here. Um, I will not be because um, <laughs> it'll be around this time next year. I really have to plot this out because there's so many things happening. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, Melissa's amazing. Uh, I hope that we bump into her. I wanted to ask her if she goes to Sundance. Mm. Um, she has your card, so maybe I'll yeah. get from her. Uh, I'll track her down. We'll have to tackle her the way that you wanted to tackle. Oh, I, uh, yeah, Emily. Best. Miss Emily. Dude, I was like, she is going to be on Bitch Talk. She was so good on the panel, and she was the last panel of the day. Um, oh, and then um, we didn't mention this in yesterday's episode, but... Um, Wednesday's li- episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, in the last episode, uh, we're with the Pixar panel. But um, Olivia Wilde's panel... Right, was right before ours. Right before ours, and she talked... They just uh, they went into this little 10-second montage about being bad bitches. Dude, <laughs> they kept talking about bitch, 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 and I'm like, oh my god. I was looking back at her, I'm like, this is such a good segue, such a good segue. Thank God. <laughs> well, you know, Mill Valley is a little buttoned up here, and I wasn't sure if I could... I think we did swear last year on our panel, but I don't know. I kind of I want to read the room, and if no one else was going to swear, I'm like, I'm not going to swear. Um, I, I but love- Olivia Wilde and uh, Cassie Lemons. Uh, Cassie Lemons is the director of Harriet, which opens November 1st. We'll be interviewing her later this week, plus her producer. But anyways, they were the F word, the bitch word, all of the words. All of my favorite words. They were I lo- I lo- I like how we gravitate to all the people that swear. Because Emily, Emily was... Oh, fucking all, Emily. She, 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 fucking she, Emily. She said, she's like, I, I don't know how to not fucking swear. Yeah, great. <laughs> Get on the mic. We welcome that, Emily. Um, and I can't wait till we actually do a real bitch talk with some booze. And maybe she and I can just get tattoos together, too, because she started talking about tattoos afterwards. I know. She's rad. Yeah, she's out in L.A., so we got to find our way yeah, to L.A. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's fine. I've got um, ideas. Yeah, so well, many ideas. We always have ideas. Yeah, we have so many ideas. Um, anyways, those were our interviews. Really glad we got them on mic. Really happy we were at the Mind the Gap this year. Uh, second time Bitch Talk's been here. Mill Valley Film Festival still going on, so if there are some films you want to see, you still have a little bit of time. Right. Uh Closing weekend is uh, coming upon us, so right. put it on your calendar. And um, yeah, thanks again to Susan and Zoe. Yep, for taking good care of us and yep. in- including us in this because it's it's been fun. It's yeah. our second year, and we like coming. Uh, yeah, I love being here. So uh, that is it. Uh, the sun is really roasting my brains right now, yeah. so I yep. feel like a zombie zombie brain. Yeah, wet brain, but it's not really wet brain. It's like hot brain. Hot. <laughs> Wow. We got to wrap this up because I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I got hot brains. They're roasting. It's like eggs frying. That's what I think is happening. This is your brain? This is your brain on drugs? But not on drugs. It's just in direct heat. Anyways, uh, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning from 530 to 6 on bff.fm. We are powered by GoTo Productions, and we will see you soon. Bitch, please.